at no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. And welcome to the show. Today, I'm your host, Doug Crow, the author of Brand Show. You're going to want to take notes. I often do myself. That's why we type them up and put them in the chat below here. Check it out later. I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. Our guest today, uh, man, it's really cool stuff. He's guided a company called DevHub through venture-backed A-Series, A1, and completed the acquisition of Brickwork Software, adding Nike, Chanel, David Yerman, among leading Fortune 1000 companies, powered through this guy's company, DevHub. They have OEM and VAR channels. Um, he continues to lead this company as a CEO. Welcome to the show today, Mr. Mark Michael. Mark, how are you? Thank you, Doug. I don't know if everyone says it, but I really, that intro is how I feel on a daily basis. <laughs> like, I have no idea whether it hits or not, whatever I say, but I literally sometimes think, was that the Billy Madison moment, you know? Or, yeah. So, yeah, thank I you. Always, I always like looking at the green room, people's faces when I roll that, because, like, you know, make any sense. And sometimes people are like this. Sometimes they laugh. Sometimes they a little face. I'm like, it's supposed to be fun, you know? Come on. Right. Like, look, if they're not smiling, they shouldn't be on this show. Right. That's I'm right. Saying, like, I'm like, they have other issues. Like, if they're like taking themselves that seriously, it's like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I only had yeah. one, and uh, unfortunately, it did air. But anyway, um, listen, I want to give Don't people a reason, a reason to stick around for a few minutes. Um, and I know you got some great, big, broad based things here. What's What's the one thing people can uh, take away from our conversation today, you think? Uh, I mean, hopefully there's a lot of little nuggets throughout the throughout the episode, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of what we're kind of going through right now as we're scaling the company is, you know, not listening to all money. Mm -hmm. uh, that all money is basically not the same. And, you know, basically taking your own path to building your own company. And again, like even this whole interview that you're listening to if you're an entrepreneur or founder or high level executive or even just you know an employee in the company yeah you know like again everyone's path and comparing it against your friend's path just again it's at a certain point it just becomes noise and so yeah we had a book we worked on for a while with a guy about comparison and he took the word comparison and said compare dash a dash sin <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, it's a sin to compare yourself got, to others. I got, I got goosebumps. I mean, again, like yeah. sometimes we're just too much in our own head, you know? And yeah. so again, yeah. your intro. Great. Yeah, I've, uh, smiling, you got an issue. Really, I've been, uh, I've been watching succession lately. So when you talk about not all money you need, want, or care about, I think you understand that better than most, but why don't you explain to people who are looking into growing their company with some investors or different, you know, venture or whatnot. Tell us, Tell us what you mean by not all money is uh, the same or credit equal or should care about. So again, so for the record, I tell from the perspective and experience that I have, which is right. in software as a service, uh, again, it's a licensed model on the internet, a lot of startups, um, and then more specifically in the marketing space in that world. So again, everything digital, we don't have a physical product. It all exists in the cloud, yada, yada, yada. And so in our world, obviously you have a lot of pressure from, raising money, which we did, which we burned through. Um, and then as you kind of come back or you just, you know, go away, you know, there's a, a tendency, doesn't matter on your age. I don't think it even matters uh, in your experience, but we've seen, you know, bigger companies than us raise the money being told by the money coming in. Here's what you need to do. Yeah. And then again, like that company all of a sudden was solid, had a really, you know, uh, good story. And then all of a sudden it just takes a left and it's like, they're a shell of themselves. 
the founder gets insecure because it's like, well, these people give me money. I feel obligated. Oh, and it just goes in the way that, you know, it's like, wait, what happened? Like you were crushing it. Again, we had a company one time try to acquire. A, I mean, yeah. you want me to keep going, Doug? Yeah, I want to hear about the. I love the, the M. We did a couple of M&A books. So this is a great topic. I love it. I mean, again, so every year, two plus ish companies try to acquire us. And I always say, like, look, we don't mind attaching our cart to someone else's horse. Yeah. But what that means is, like, they have to be doing something significantly better than what we think we can do, you know? And so in the, when you were, again, we've been around 16 years. You can go to devhub.com forward slash history. I documented it all because, again, yeah. should there be something that happens with us? I don't want someone to be like, oh, they built a company overnight. Look, here's what 16 years looks like. You pay yourself 1500 bucks for 10 years a month, and then we can talk. But anyway, thank God for my wife. But um, so basically, yeah, I mean, early on when we were getting offers to be acquired, you know, like this company had raised a bunch of money. And they were like, look, we raised a bunch of money. We got excited because we knew they could pay up for us. Uh, and then all of a sudden, they're like, well, yeah, our board wants us to be a technology company. And it's like, well, you know, what do you want to be? Well, I don't know. It's like, you know, they, they say that. So we need to acquire you guys so we can have a platform. And it was like, even then, we were kind of okay with it. But then they were like, let's let, let's add in this other uh, company as part of the mix. I was like, that company has nothing to do with you guys. And so obviously, needless to say, things fell apart on that one. Um, and a lot of the deals have kind of fallen apart sort of in that same vein where mm -hmm. investors say, oh, this is not DevHub would be maybe it's not as strategic as the founder thinks it is. And so the founder doesn't move forward with a deal or whatever. And so, again, it's just like, but what do you think? Yeah. You right. know? And so but again, if you're chasing the money and you're chasing those metrics, again, that's a playbook. Like there's no there's no. um I mean, there's, there's nothing to say that I think that's wrong. I mean, that's up to you. If you want to chase those metrics, you have to grow 40% quarter over quarter. You have to, then you better do that, you know, but don't be shocked when it's like, well, what happened? It's like, well, they were only looking at the numbers. You never sold them a story. And I think some of the biggest companies of our time from Apple to, they said like, this is what we're doing. Amazon, this is what we're doing. We're going to be unprofitable for a very long time. And, you know, you're either on that ride because you believe it or you don't. Yeah. And and so there's a little, again, and so, yeah, yeah, in that vein. I love it. I love it. So do you have, um, I mean, is it all intuition? Do you have some kind of set of principles or values when you say yes to, or no to, to money? First off, I guess what I always say is like, there's no decision to make until there's a decision to make. Right. right? You know, so it's like people are like, oh, I, I, I would never be acquired for that. Or I would never raise money at those terms. Put it in writing. Like, let me just digest the numbers or the whatever you know um i mean that's like the one thing so it's like even today we're looking at a couple of companies to acquire you know mm -hmm. and they're like well we don't know i'm like well you don't know anything because there's nothing to do right now it's like what are you open to it you know yeah. like it's like just relax you know and then uh and then i guess the layup answer is that i have like one of the most epic co-founders of all time yeah. uh, who's actually i always say he lets me be ceo <laughs> he's a lot more brainy than I am versus intuition. And uh -huh. so he's kind of that gut check for me to make sure I'm not crazy. But again, I will also say, and I think he will admit many times, he's like, that deal is too far for us to get, or that acquisition will be too hard to pull off. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, I'm still just going to try because again, nothing's happened. And right. so, and then it works out. And then I can say, I told you, but again, you know, a relationship like that, it's like we can, he can handle it. And so yeah. Um, yeah. it's fun. You know, I've, I've, I've had plenty of interviews with people who are, um, they moved into the exit world. Um, and a couple of guys I talked to recently who were like, 
were poised to. It was like a nine-figure, $150 million buyout. And something happened to a company a few weeks later. It's like, wait a minute. We are going too soon. We, we can actually, the way we are right now, we could take to a billion dollars. And he just said those words and it seems said, okay. And they went from 1 million to 5 million, uh, 1 million um, a month and 1 million a week in revenue. I'm like, well, I guess you're on your way then. You can actually do this. And again, yeah. flip side, I've seen a bunch of buddies, you know, sell their company go do the classic trip to Europe, yeah. come back, whether they came back six months or they came back three years later. And then they're just kind of out of the game. Some yeah. are still come back into the game. Some are just, you're, you've been out. And again, in, at least in tech, yeah. it's like, if you're out that long, I mean, look how fast it's moving now. And then also, what was it? I thought of something else when you said that too. Ugh. Damn it. Um, yeah, all good. Make a, make a note. I can, I can have one more uh, story question for you. Mm-hmm. So one of, our, one of our clients works for a major bank and he does all M&A work for them. You know, they, he is consulting with them. He's a former tax attorney really good with people, which as you know, is a big part of it. And if they actually, you know, do the exit and place some money with the bank, then, um, you know, his services are free. If not, then they charge him. But his book is called The Descent is the Real Climb. Because I think one of the things I'm seeing talking to people like yourselves is that, yeah, I know how to grow a company. I've been doing it for 16 years. I know what I'm doing. But as soon as exit time comes, like, wait a minute, I need a new skill set. I need, you know, there's a lot of fumbles that happen in this world. And it looks like you've been able to avoid the uh, the fouls there. But any advice on someone when they're getting ready to sell and how they can better position themselves and not screw up? It's, I don't know, all the cliche stuff. I mean, how I look at every potential, whether it's an exit or an acquisition for us to acquire. Mm-hmm. I always say it's people, obviously, first, and then flip product and revenue. Mm-hmm. Um you know, but yeah, at the end of the day, it's people like, I mean, you can't fake chemistry, you yeah. know, like if you're just looking at the dollars and you want out, you know, do you want to roll in the new co? I mean, like all of that is people, yeah. you know, yeah. the number is obviously a, an aspect, but again, like, it's like, do you get along? Do you not get along? Like right. you can fake getting along to get a deal, you know? Um, and then in terms of just like the process, like, yeah, of course you have a clean data room. You have all the numbers in there, you know? It's all probably in a Google Drive or Dropbox or something, you know, and you're just you're super organized and not scrambling to put it all together because you have interest. You're kind of always keeping it up to date. And again, no one does. And it's fine. You know, Um, yeah, if you're not going to exit, then it doesn't matter how your systems are, as long as they work for you, I guess. But if you're going to you're preparing to sell, you better make them clean and pretty. Yeah. Again, like I said, you know, most likely you're getting acquired by a bigger company unless you're merging with someone that's like for like. But, you know, like, again, do you do you believe that that leadership is going to do something better than you could have done and then that's where i kind of be like Ugh. at this point i haven't seen it you know it doesn't yeah. even doesn't exist yeah you know right. or the number is just so ridiculous it's like well then it doesn't matter if they suck you know i'm out you know but I, that I, I remember what i was going to say before yeah you know I, again i'm a strong proponent in the founder-led company you know like mm-hmm. i was listening to a little thing by the butcher box ceo again just like a little TikTok video you know and he was yeah. like so what if i sold it for half a billion or a billion like what would i do next you know and again like i i think it's like you know at a certain point you have that hindsight or you have that experience it's like you think about the money a lot right, and it's right. sick again my advice to everyone is get money like, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, that's my real advice. It's like, get money so you have options. I'm sorry. That's just the facts. You know, unless you want to be an artist in the woods, you know, which again, I would do that too. 
with money, you can be a you can be a well-fed artist in the woods. Well, it doesn't matter. Like if you look, if that's your lifestyle, that's what you care about. Like, cool. Like, yeah. go for it. Yeah. You know. By the way, you you don't have to start a company to you know make money. Like, you can work in corporate America, invest correctly. You know, buy real estate. My dad did that. You know, like he wasn't an entrepreneur. You know, yeah. but he set us up. You know, first generation. So, I mean, again, but number one is get money. Unfortunately, that's just the reality. In America, at least. Yeah, no, it is. Okay. And it's, it's like I said, as long as you um, are a good steward of it and have a, you know, some kind of plan for it, don't just get the money for money's sake. Speaking of getting money, though, I know a lot of people interested in their in their early stage are interested in getting, uh, you know, angel venture, A-round stuff. So can you tell us a little about your journey when you first went to the market and said, okay, I need to get some money to grow this thing? How'd that so go? I think we were somewhat fortunate. Um you know, so I, I'll, I'll do it in, I guess, quick three parts, right? Like the initial money, then the middle money, and then the the later money mm-hmm. uh, all happened within two, three years. Yeah. Um, so first money, 25K check. It was a neighbor in our building. We're like, hey, we think we have this idea. We made 10 cents today. We think we can grow this to something a lot bigger. You know, 2% of the company for 25K. He was like, no problem, da, 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 da. And again, luckily, the lucky part was he was an investor in real estate and a bunch of other stuff. So it was not like a friend and family struggling to cut a check and then wondering what happened. Right. So got that money. Second, again, if someone's invested in something similar to what it is you do, it's so easy to pitch that person. And again, like, I don't know why people make it more complicated than it is, you know, like if I was looking to raise money right now, I'd look at, oh, here's companies that invested in similar companies or competitors of ours. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, look, here's our different take on it. And they're a lot more willing to answer that email, cold email. Yeah. It's like, especially if they know they can recognize the industry or not versus just hitting up people for the sake of hitting up people. Um, so again, getting money in that kind of second ish round, you know, more than 25 K at least a couple hundred thousand bucks. Yeah. Um, you're just looking at people who have, kind of done something in your industry before. And I'll say like, if you have a really good story, um, I think a lot of people put a lot of emphasis on what their pitch is and all that other stuff. I hate watching Shark Tank. That's just not reality in any world. Like you have to have revenue, you have to have all this. You can raise at least a million plus with just an idea, a logo and a domain name. So like, I never get caught up in that. You just have to have a really, 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 really good story, Uh you know? And then uh, from there, you know, again, you're getting money from investors who understand like it is an investment and yeah. they can lose everything. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you're with somebody that's like, are you think an investor is going to move your company forward? I mean, I haven't seen it. So, again, from my perspective, I don't think so. You know, like, yeah. again, I'm sure there's investors out there who want to be actively involved. I look at all, you know, of course, you can look up all the examples where investors were too involved, Uber, whatever, or they, <laughs> or they push it. I mean, I'm saying they would just push it that way. That's right. You know, right. And so it's like, you have to know what you are trying to do, you know, and you're listening to the money. But again, you know, one of our investors told me point blank to my eyeball right here. And he basically said, um, what did he say? Oh, Mark, it's not going to be you. It's not going to be your idea that fails. It's going to be you that fails. And I was like, holy Ooh. shit, we're in it for the long haul. Wow. That's <laughs> like, you know, like he's like, our job, he was like, our, my job is the money. So if you expect me to do something more than give you money, mm-hmm. like that's not me. Again, I'm sure there's someone else out there that, you know, disagrees. Yeah. Whatever, but I liked it. I like, so I looked at it like, okay, they did their job. Yeah. Now I got to do mine, you know? That's, so, that's, uh, that's really motivating, I'm sure. And, and then the, and then another, another place to look for money. So again, 
neighbor, someone who's an investor, again, low money. I would still not ask friends and family just because yeah. you just don't want that drama in your life. So, <laughs> yeah. That middle is, again, someone angel-ish who's done something in your industry before. Yeah. And then building on that, but then kind of a weird one that we took was we looked at at that time what the company was, was kind of in a little bit in a different space. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just looked at who our biggest customer was and we asked like, Hey, would you invest? And they were like, uh, yeah, we love your product. Right. And so that was like a kind of a layup. Um, yeah. Yeah. but again, like I, I still think that it, it still plays today. I would think so. Especially if they're, um, if they're looking to place capital somewhere, right. If it's, if it's, if it's money that's sitting around their bank. Well, they're using the product. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They so, know your product. Um, okay. So, you went from, uh, you know, the little, you know, small check, get started thing. And then um, was that venture money or was it uh, your middle, your middle path or was it? Eh, so our middle path was we were, pit, we were pitching VCs and like the yeah. VC funds were yeah. not necessarily cutting the check, but someone at the table who has the reputation was cutting the check, yeah. which to me basically feels the same. I and mean, we, I always say we have the best investors from Seattle, LA, New York and San Francisco. And so, you know, whether that was the VC fund or the individual, like almost maybe it's better that it was the individual. <laughs> it's, it's, it's money. Yeah, that's a, maybe that's the lucky part, you know? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. And so, and then was that the series A or was that happened after that? You went yeah. This is series middle was series A. And then we had kind of like this series A one, which was that customer that came in. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, I mean, I mean, I'll tell you and tell your audience, we burned it all in six months, you know, just you know, under a little bit under 3 million bucks. It was gone. Yeah. Six months, we hired 35 people we didn't know what to do with, or 40 people we didn't know what to do with. We were staying up all night trying to build product and launch. Yeah. And, like, I mean, everyone's like, oh, you know, it's not that much. By the way, that translates whether you raise 100 million bucks and you hire 700 employees. It's the same story. Right. Like, and you'll hear the cliche things product market fit, da, 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 and that's not cliche. That's true. Yeah. But it's just really hard when you're like, every dollar you spend, you know, is not coming back. And it's like, I don't know. Like, again, that's probably why people say you have to love it. Cause I don't know if I loved it at the time, you know, but I, I love business, you know, and then it's like, now I love it. I would say for 13 years, I probably hated it and resented it, but I was just so stupid and stubborn. You know, I was like, we're going to figure out how to make it work. But anyway, burn the money gone. Basically, obviously had to eliminate all, all positions. We had a third founder who um, also resigned, you know, We'll stop that part there. And then uh, and then uh, still friendly with him now, many years later, obviously. Uh, my parents went and visited him just the other day. Anyway, and then again, we just had to like crawl our way back, right? So we had this idea. It didn't work out, you know, and then uh, what the hell happened? I didn't work out. So we were doing other things to keep the lights on that were unrelated to what the hell it was we were building while still wow. building the thing that we thought we were going to build. We started yeah. licensing the software. We ended up... Uh, you know, doing like projects for people based on the talent that we had just between like two, right. three people. Um, and until we had enough money to continue to license the software and the platform. And then, you know, we got blessed. I mean, long story short, we got blessed by a pandemic. Happened got, I mean, at the, in the Not very the early one. days, in the very early days, it was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is how it ends, you know, like whatever. And then we got blessed by it yeah. where every location of every single brand realize it oh my god we need a website i mean i always look at it like it's like the bubba gump you know shrimp boat you know there was that storm and like all of a sudden it wasn't like we just needed a website for our hours and our uh driving directions it was like we needed to recruit we needed to have our menu we needed to do this this and you know like 
We need to optimize for a service area. We need to do a lot more than just have the corporate site. And then all of a sudden it was like, well, we don't have the staff insert inside, you know, AKA the brands. We don't have the staff internally. Agencies were too much. And all of a sudden we were the only one that had a platform that can do it. And yeah. then, you know, but again, I, I'll just say like on, on a pricing side, again, I'm thinking about, you know, founder entrepreneur, we were so underpriced uh, for a very long time because again, we were, we came from a place of being broke. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. yeah. You know? And so, um, Again, we corrected that after we bought that company Brickwork. We saw what they charged retail brands. Um, we saw the value and what we were delivering to the brands we're working with in terms of revenue. And again, it was just like a, we had to adjust with that. Otherwise, you know, like you'd have to outsource everything. And so since we do everything here, that's right. That's it's right. a premium right. product. And so, yeah, good, good advice. So um, at, right now, um, are you going to be looking for more capital? Or are you just going to keep growing it organically? What's your plan? Again, there's no decision to make until there's a decision to make. I mean, we have multiple conversations happening on multiple fronts right now. Mm -hmm. um, I would like to roll up a couple of companies that we work with. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, that option is kind of on the table right now. We're working mm -hmm. through it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, again, all of it, all the time. Yeah. It's, it's good advice, actually. I, I love that. Yeah. You don't have, you know, I, I tell my team that we're working on, you know, we publish books and says, is this urgent? Like, we're not in an ER room, you know, we're not, we're not, no one's getting a heart attack here. So if you have to decide, we'll decide. If you don't, then just wait till right. you have to. And honestly, that's funny. That's what we tell our team is like, look, you really can't get in trouble. This is like yeah. internet marketing. Like yeah. as long as you're being a good person, like what, right. you know, like this isn't, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. yeah no one's going to die. So um, a couple, couple of personal questions for you on this. Um, When you had your, your dip after the, the 3 million round, um, and you had to start doing something brand spanking new just to keep the lights on. Um, did the uh, the people invested, are they out or they still had to retain some of the equity or what? I mean, that's the lucky slash professional investor part where it's like, they don't give a shit. It's like, I mean, like, I mean, literally, I mean, that's the yeah. truth. I mean, they invest in 20 plus companies a year, right. maybe more, maybe a little bit less. Yeah. Like 99% are going to fail. You know? yeah. So it's like, yeah. oh, okay, these guys are probably done. You know, that was 2000. 10, all of a sudden in 2020, when the pandemic hit, mm -hmm. you know, everyone was like, you know, wait, you guys are still around? Wait, what's going on? <laughs> you know? And then they're like, oh my God, like what a great reputation. Da, 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 da. And right. so, you know, now everyone's like pretty supportive, but again, like it's, it's still like early days. Like it mm -hmm. feels good now. Again, like I, I don't want to get too hyped, you know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Again, everything is, moving in the right direction right I mean, as you right. probably tell with my tone but no it's all good it's all good um what advice um if you had to if you had to talk to your former self or advice to someone who's doing a startup or going to raise money what would you tell them um like lose the weight sooner like uh, aka your physical weight <laughs> I, I this is totally selfish me talking to myself like literally i'm looking in the mirror it's literally, you know, Mark, like you thought once you get money, you'll do lipo, you'll whiten your teeth, you'll, you know, like, you oh, know, you like, mean actual you, weight. I thought you meant company weight, not physical weight. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no, no. Physical weight. You got to take care of yourself 100%. Yep. And it's yep. like, I just always thought, I always thought like I had a pretty big belly. I mean, it kind of came back a little bit, but it's, it's not there hundred percent. I always thought, oh, I wear my wealth in my stomach, even though I had nothing. And, you know, like eating well, at least all the time and like, oh, I'll work out one day once we make it. 
Yeah. And then, you know, we got hit with like a weird lawsuit at that time. And I was like, oh my God, they're about to take everything that we just started to do a little bit better, like 2016, 15 or 2016, 17. And so I just took my health seriously. And again, you know, that, I was 35 then. So for the record, right. like it's not too late ever, I guess. I don't know depending on when you're hearing it, what you think, you know. Um, yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's my that could be a whole book for, for C-suite guys. I, I know that um, you can have all the money in the world, but if you're, if you're, I was at a cruise once, right? I went on a Forbes cruise. Steve Forbes is doing a thing there. And um, I go to the ballroom and there's like a dozen walkers lined up outside the ballroom. Walkers. Man, so you make all this money, then you can't even walk. I mean, what's what's the point? You know, it's just, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, if you can't take care of your health, then all the money in the world is not going to fix it. So I guess second to that is, again, these are all cliche things. People, you've already heard it. Maybe I'm saying it in a way that you've not heard it before. It's like marriage is a merger, not an acquisition. So you better marry like the right person, right? You know, because yeah. otherwise it's like I was never gonna work for anybody my whole life. I never worked for anyone since I was 17. Again, of course, besides customers and shareholders and our employees, I get it. But I'm saying, like, me as a human, Mark Michael on planet Earth, alongside yeah. of you, was never gonna work with anybody. Right. And so, like, my wife had to know that. And you know, I tease her now a little bit, you know, that she can't control me anymore, but um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I made I um I actually married my partner, so she's my business partner. So we actually work really well together, which I know is rare, but man, it, it works really well for us. It's, it's, well, I, we try it, we try it all the time, you know, to yeah. work together. Um, yeah, but it doesn't always work. Yeah, not always. It's very rare. Um, Mark is awesome talking to you today, folks. Uh, DevHub, he's a CEO of DevHub, uh, the leading integrator of online marketing for brick mortar brands, not your mom, pa, little flower shop, but real brands that need to. Uh, yeah, digital age. He's the guy. Go to devhub.com, right? That's a, is that the what, domain, right? Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Guess that. That was pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> if we didn't have that, I'd give up. That's right. That's the only thing we had for 10 years, I felt like. Hey, it's got a, it's got value. You can sell it. A hundred percent. Great. Thanks for having me on the show today. I really appreciate it, Mark. Have a good one. Yeah, no, thank you, Doug. You bet. It was great. Okay, thank you. Uh, close the show for today. Uh, check out DevHub. They're a really cool company. Sharp, sharp guy knows what he's talking about. Um, if you're looking to grow your business, um, do an acquisition, merger, sale. He might be first to talk to, or you can obviously call our network. We've got plenty of people there as well. Uh, this is Doug Croth, author of your brand, and have a great day.